0: Welcome to Realeron International Ministries Incorporated with Anne Elizabeth, where real people meet a real God. Welcome to Realeron. I am so glad that you have joined me today for our look and our lesson at the Life Map. This is actually one of the first maps that God ever gave me. And it, you know, when you when you can see something visually a map, it helps you to know where you're at and to know where you should be and to know how to get there. So let's take a look at the life map. Uh, you have a picture like this that hopefully you're looking at or if you're not uh, looking at the Bible study or the book, this is what the life map looks like. And it has the different locations. God, of course, is at the top and it takes you down throughout life. So check it out if you don't uh, haven't uh, seen the life map uh, visually go to the Bible study online called life map or go into uh, the books that are listed there and I think that you will be able to see clearer and when we can see clearly it helps us uh, to find our way you know the other day I was at the eye doctors and for an exam and I didn't realize how diluted and fuzzy my vision was until the eye doctor brought the machine closer and said, how does this look? Is this better, A or B? And I thought, oh my goodness, I haven't seen this clear in in ages. Well, come to find out, uh, God is a covenant-keeping God. And he says in Proverbs chapter 4, uh, beginning in verse 20, He said, if you attend to my word, then the word will be life and health to all of your flesh. And come to find out, my eye prescription had uh, gotten better. My eyes had improved. That's why I wasn't seeing very clear through my uh, glasses or my contacts. Isn't that awesome? But it's amazing when you take a look at this life map things that were fuzzy before, things that were unclear to you, they will come into pure focus. So let's take a look at this life map. At the very top of the life, life map, we have God's love, authority, and government. It's been hammered above all his creation, and this consists of everything that is. And that is found in Genesis 1.1. God sits on top. There is no one higher than God. So when you think of who's the highest authority, who's the highest entity, who is the highest individual or person in existence, it is God. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Underneath God's, you drop it down, underneath God's love, authority, and government is the Father's house, John fourteen two. You know, Jesus told his disciples, his students, that he was leaving to go prepare them a place in my Father's house. There are many mansions. There are many homes within my Father's home. That is found in John 14, 2. Underneath the Father's house is creation's response to this fact that God's on top and that underneath God is his home. Heaven is the name of that place. And so you will find underneath the Father's house on the life map, you will find uh, the individual response to God will determine The individual result from God so that I as an individual look up at the top and see God the Trinity Father Son and Holy Spirit below that I see the Father's house and then you have us looking at that and deciding what we think and believe about that and what we do with that is what we will receive from them If I do good, I will receive good from them. If I do evil and continue in rebellion and and animosity and hatred against God, I will receive from them bad. We reap what we sow. That is found in Galatians 6-7. Underneath creation's response are the attributes of the Godhead. We have the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, the Trinity. And the attributes of the Trinity are love, grace, and truth. You cannot divide those factors of God. Those attributes of God are eternal and unchanging. That is found in 1 John 4.8 and John 1.14. We cannot divide and take away any of the character traits of God. We look at his love. We look at his grace, which is him, and he gives us everything we need, right? Because of his love. And then we must take a look at truth. Truth as stated in the Bible, Genesis 1 to the end of Revelation. The truth we love and the truth we, we don't love. You know, it's like a rose. You know, when someone brings you a rose, it's like, oh, let me see, and your hand may have touched the thorns, and you may have been pricked, but you're looking at the beautiful blossoming rose and all of its petals and color, its brilliance. But you know, truth is both sweet, like the rose petals, and bitter, as the thorns, as the book of Revelation 10 tells us. Uh, The angel spoke to John and said, Eat the book. In other words, eat the Bible. And when you do, you will see both sweet, the rose petals, and you will also see bitter, the thorns. But this is truth. And God wants us to know truth because in knowing truth, we will not be harmed as a nation, as a society, We will be healed instead. For the Bible clearly tells us that the truth is what sets us free from the wrath of God, from separation from God, from the demonic kingdom with their goal of destruction for humanity, from an eternity in hell and then the lake of fire. So truth is very vital along with grace, along with love. You can see on the life map, heaven is placed underneath God's attributes, Genesis 1.1. You will find an arrow underneath heaven, which represents Satan in the fallen angels. They sinned against God's love, authority, and government. Rebellion was their response to God. Therefore, they were cast out of heaven by God. You can see the law of sowing and reaping that they received. They sowed, their response to God was rebellion, and their receiving from God was eternal fire in separation from him. You can read about that in Ezekiel chapter 28 and also in Revelation twelve nine. Satan, he wanted to be God instead of serving and loving the one who alone is God. The angels that followed Satan in his rebellion were created to be submissive, to come underneath the authority of God, loving angels within God's family. But this did not work out for them, and they are forever damned, as stated in the book of Revelation, chapter 20, verse 10. The second arrow under heaven represents Adam and Eve, the first male and the first female and the first couple ever created by the Trinity. You can see where they were escorted out Of paradise this is found in Genesis 3 23 through 24 Adam and Eve were created by God to love him and to live with him in paradise they were given everything along with God's love authority government and boundaries his rule of life they were commanded not to partake of a certain tree. One tree. Or they would die as a result. Death meaning separation from God is death. They were commanded. They were commanded. But they did not listen. They were tempted of the devil, for God wanted them to obey him and to resist the devil, but they did not. They sinned, and death Satan entered into their bodies. God did what he promised them, which was the removal of them out of heaven, Genesis one twenty six through Genesis 3.24. Sin is not welcome in heaven, in the Father's house, and never will be. You will then see the earth listed, and underneath that, the high places. Ephesians chapter 6, beginning in verse 10 through 18. This is the location where Satan rules the dark places of sin that dwell over and in the earth. The devil and his demons, the sinful angels, live within the invisible atmosphere on earth. Colossians 1:16. God has made both the visible, what we see naturally as human beings. He also has another realm on the outside of that realm called the invisible realm, the eternal realm, the forever realm where he stands, and the devil stands, and they go after your soul every day. God chases the soul for, for you to live. The devil chases your soul for you to die. The devil and the demons are normally hid from mankind unless God opens up your eyes to witness them, to see them as he has me. I have seen the demonic kingdom in many, many different uh, years of my existence. He has opened up my eyes to see in order to teach me, to train me, and to protect me on my journey. The reason there is so much pain and evil upon our earth is because of the wicked kingdom that live within the invisible realm that God has clearly told us about in the Bible, the book of Genesis 1 through the end of Revelation. And he has clearly told us to read that book and study that book on a daily basis so that we can succeed in life and inherit everything he wants for us in heaven when we exit earth. First Peter 5.8 speaks about the devil. Some of the devils were cast to hell by God. Second Peter two four. It's a very uh, alarming sight when you see devils in front of you that are chained to one another. Hand their, their hands are chained to each other, and their feet were chained to each other. And they walked before me slowly in agony as God let the host of hell pass before my eyes as I watch them. He has many locked up in chains underneath the earth. Others are allowed to tempt mankind because God made earth choice. Write that word down. Choice. Earth was made for choice. God had to give choice. God clearly tells us how to deal with the devil in the Bible. We are to obey God and to resist wrong and sin and evil. Now I want you to look over to the right of the cross. Over to the right of the cross, you will find over here the world. This is where Satan is, the God of the world. He's the leader of the sinful and they will be eternally damned with him if they don't enter into Christ. Second Corinthians chapter 4, beginning in verse 3 through 4. We were all born in the world in this location without exception. We were all born with corrupt seed within us. This is life. The only one born of pure seed, was the immaculate birth of Jesus Christ as the Holy Spirit placed Jesus within Mary's womb. He was not born from the loins of sin, the loins of Adam, Romans chapter five verse twelve. All people in the world in that section are apart from God, First John 5:19, and are headed south into the eternal location, that is underneath the earth. And the Hebrew, uh, in, in that, uh, Hebrew language, it's called the nether world. We, we know it as hell and then it flushes into the eternal lake of fire. The people in the world go straight down into hell and the lake of fire if they refuse Christ, his offer of forgiveness, and his offer of family, his offer of every good thing. We can find that in Romans chapter 6, verse 23. This is the fate and the destiny of the devil and all the sinful angels, hell and the lake of fire. So which leader you follow, either Christ into heaven or Satan into hell, those are your only two choices. Revelation 20.10 tells us of Satan's end in the lake of fire forever. The people who refuse God, they refuse to allow Christ to wash away their sins and begin their new life with him within the kingdom of God, which is to the left of the cross. We can see the cross in the middle is Christ calling all into himself and through himself. The blood of Jesus and his love into the kingdom of God located over here. That's what they want. They want you to come out of the world today. Say this prayer with me. Say, dear God, I've sinned against heaven and earth and I ask you to wash me clean and to forgive me of my sins. And I'm walking through this cross right now into your arms, God. And I want to be your son. I want to be your daughter and he will fill you full of himself and the Holy Spirit and give you the book, the Bible to read and to live by. And he will grow you up and mature you all the way out of here with, uh, with such joy in his person. He loves to train up his children. He loves to grow you up to be successful and to inherit everything. That is his desire for you no matter where you are right now. So we can see that um, that the people who refuse to allow Christ to wash away their sins and begin their new life with Him within the kingdom, which is to the left of the cross, as we discussed, end up in hell and then onto the lake of eternal fire, forever damned. John three eighteen. And God, He desires for no one to perish in hell or the lake of fire. John 3.16 But what is earth? Say choice. It's middle ground. Above is heaven. And below is hell. And we're in the middle for choice. So it's an individual choice made by each and every single one of us. Without exception. Joshua 24.15 You cannot choose for somebody else. You must choose for yourself. You will notice that love, that love is marked upon the cross of Jesus Christ. Where Christ died and rose again for our life to be taken from Satan and placed within God. Acts chapter 26, 16 through 18. And I hope that you have made that exit from the kingdom of Satan into the kingdom of God today. If not, say the prayer. This is the only exit out of a eternal fire, out of hell and the lake of fire, is the exit through Christ into the kingdom of God. Ephesians chapter 2, 8 through 9. You will notice in the kingdom of God that you now belong to God. And you have been placed into life, love, family, and covenant his oath with you. Oath is a contract, a handshake, an agreement, and he won't break it, because he's sinless. First Corinthians chapter six nineteen through twenty. When you leave this Earth, after living with Christ, John 14:23 tells us that when we love God and we read His word and we're working out our salvation and we want to please Him, that He comes the Father. the Son comes and the Holy Ghost come, and they live with us and journey with us through life. It's beautiful. You will then be welcomed into the kingdom of heaven upon your exit and you will go into the Father's house. Heaven is a beautiful place that God has prepared for the ones who walk with him with respect to his person, his laws, and his commandments and to the end of their lives here upon this earth. That is found in Matthew twenty-four thirteen. Lastly, you will notice an arrow at the bottom, at the bottom of the kingdom of God over here. This is God's warning, a very big warning as I got in 2001 as a born-again, spirit-filled Christian that was living in sin. I was taken into hell to be taught that sin is not welcomed into heaven no matter what I thought about it, no matter how I believed that it was all written throughout the contract, the book, the Bible, to humanity, that sin must be removed from me before I exit the earth if heaven was where I wanted to go. So Jude one five is marked at the bottom in the kingdom of God. This is God's warning for all of us not to depart Him in the commanded life. If we do not continue in the Lord and overcome the devil, and we will forfeit our eternal soul into hell and then the lake of fire. My book, Real God, gets into my journey into hell as a born again, spirit filled Christian. I mean, that's the last thing you want to do is, is die and go to hell as a Christian when you're thinking that you're living right, but you're continuing in sin that you're okay. We must depart iniquity so that Christ doesn't say to us, depart from me, you worker of iniquity, where we'll be thrown into eternal separation and damnation. We don't want that. We want to work out our salvation in the kingdom of God and to honor God and respect God and to respect ourselves as humans that we deserve to have a good life in Christ. We deserve a life of purity. We deserve clear minds and an excellent an excellent life free from demonic intrusion because we have taken the book the Bible, the covenant, the oath of God, His contract, and we read it every day to protect ourselves so that we can inherit all as God desires. You know, many run to and fro, and they have the organic carrot, and they have the organic this, and non-GMO, and the vitamins, and the health, and, and, you know, I'm like that myself. But if I neglect my soul by reading the Word of God on a daily basis so that I don't lose and forfeit my life and my eternity. then what good did it do for me just to take care of the body that my eternal spirit lives in? But I never took care of it. So we need to take care of our life in its entirety, not throwing away our healthy lifestyle but to take care of our interior, our spirit man that lives forever by feeding and living and obeying the word of God on a daily basis. Your life will change and bloom, and it will become something worth living. And we can see that the journey with Christ, once we enter into the kingdom, it consists of many things. There's many facets and dimensions and years and seasons, all orchestrated by your Heavenly Father. It consists of knowing the truth and understanding the truth, repenting of sin, salvation, baptism, where you die and you're buried and then you're resurrected. You have a new owner now. You have a new book. You have new ways, new life, you are a new creation. You have new roommates, the Trinity, John 14:23. You obey God and you work out your salvation, exercising godliness, being gutted, made and filled, and equipped. John one twelve, you are taught and trained, refined, tried and tested. You will be celebrated and loved, encouraged and sanctified. You will be persecuted. You will learn sacrifice. You will have affliction, but you will be comforted. You will be chiseled, but then you will be polished. You will have war, but you will have victory. You will be corrected and protected. You will experience sorrow. You will be warned. You will definitely be forgiven. You will be forgiving others. You will be becoming. You will be abiding. You will experience joy. You will have remaining. You will be growing and overcoming and persevering. You will be inheriting the promised land. You will remain in the promised land ruling and reigning with and in christ and one day you will depart the earth to heaven to our father's house to rule and to reign with christ forever and then you will journey on in joy with the trinity for all the ages to come enjoy jesus good night Rieloran International Ministries, Incorporated appreciates all of its faithful covenant partners and wishes each and every one of you a beautiful life with Jesus. Please visit Rieloran today at www.rieloran.org.